Hey everybody, it's Fat Mascara. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. I just have to tell you, I'm fresh off a plane from Berlin. You look good because I got an email from Jen last night, like 12.30 or something crazy. I was sound asleep. And you said, I'll see you at work tomorrow. By the time you got home, must have been like 2, 2.30 or something. I know. And then literally all I did, this is why I'm feeling a little weird. I went and then I had, I didn't know what to eat because you know when you're like your meal times are off? Oh, yeah. So I had deviled eggs and a glass of white That's wine. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm not about like a deviled egg. Let me tell you, it was the wrong decision. That is so gross. <laughs> on my, on my like gassy like plain belly. Sulfur. You had like sulfur. I was like, let me just eat these, these deviled eggs. Wait, first of all, how did you, where did the hell did you find a devil egg? That's like party food. You don't make that I was for yourself. Like between appointments to come here and cook shop was oh, on the way. <laughs> I thought that it was like at home. You got home, you no, threw your luggage and, down, and you no, were like. No, no, no. I looked at a menu and made this choice. That's disgusting. It was a poor decision. <laughs> Slippery, farty smelling, nasty. And everybody knows Jess's theory about uh, plain gas. It's all, yeah. what's it caused by, Jess? Plastic cutlery. <laughs> You're just you're ingesting. Not, not the compression of the air, not the change no, in it's altitude. The horrible processed food that you're eating. The, and sporks. And, and sporks. And, and then, you know, yeah, and then the compression oh, that and doesn't, the belt. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, and you're all stuffed in there. Okay, we're not talking about business, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. This okay. is like you Let's know. get into the beauty stuff. All right. So, so if I feel weird throughout the podcast, that's why. There all right. <laughs> all right. What are we going to talk about? Beautiful, uh, beautiful things. We've got a lot of beauty news this this week. Um, we've got big news coming from Matt Cosmetics. We haven't heard a big announcement from them in a while. So this is exciting. Then inside the world of Instagram dolls. Mm-hmm. And then beauty's no buy movement. Which is confusing, but also a thing. It's totally a thing. And I can't. I, I'm obsessed with this topic. I can't wait to talk about it. And our guest is Chris. Appleton, the hairstylist to, you know, everyone. I can't even list his clients. They're amazing. Kim and K is a big one. Yeah. He works with ColorWow. Mm-hmm. So I happened to interview him. I was just like maybe two or three weeks ago, whatever it was, you were out of town and it was the only time he could do. And literally he was like texting with a Kardashian on his way in, but he made time for Fat Mascara and we have a great interview for you. Awesome. Can't wait to listen. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey, 
Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Big, big breaking news. Well, last week, so in case you haven't heard it. I mean, we're a podcast. We're up to date to a point. To a point. To a point. Okay, so Mac finally has a new global creative director. For beauty insiders or Mac aficionados, you may know that James Gager was their big guy, their creative director for a really long time. And then he left, and I believe, in 2017. Mm-hmm. Their new creative director, global, excuse me, global creative director, is not from the beauty world. Who is it, Jess? His name is Drew Elliott, and he is the editor-in-chief, or right today, he's probably not, um, of Paper Magazine. Which has, like, some of my favorite covers of all time. Hit me. Christina Aguilera with, like, barely any makeup, freckle showing, close crop on her face. So good. So good. He also did, probably most famous for, the Kim Kardashian Break the Internet cover. Mm -hmm. Remember with the champagne bottle on her ass? She was Mm -hmm. all oiled up. Yes, yes, yes. So I think, you know... He he's creative. That was the moment that I think broke him. Um, He also did some really funny stuff with the Jonas Brothers and uh, why am I spacing? Miley Cyrus. You're spacing because you're pregnant. I know. I'm like, where am I? You get a pass. (laughs) I am so excited about this news though because I feel like Max gotten this is gonna sound weird, but like the shaft a little because a lot of the the charities that they've worked with and the concepts they came up with and the inclusivity of the brands, like. They did these things before a lot of other brands did, and I felt like they kind of sort of just like were faltering as all these other direct-to-consumer brands came out and weren't getting credit for like really being revolutionary in their own right. Absolutely. Yeah, they were the first. They they did Viva Glam. They were like charitable before. Yeah, it was cool, and everyone else is doing it now. But the other thing that's interesting about this guy, Drew, is do you remember when we had John Dempsey on the show? And but he, of <laughs> and if you haven't listened to that episode, please do. It it really is like it's just like a master class in, in the beauty business. But he was talking about how Mac he was attracted to it because it was about pop culture. It wasn't a, necessarily a beauty brand. It was, of course, but it was about like what's hip and what's cool and like, you know, going oh my to the store. Collabs alone. Like they like invented the collab. They did, yeah. Oh my god, the Selena one, not Gomez, the original. <laughs> um it was so good. Yeah, so I think to have someone that's not necessarily like, you know, another, like, I'm glad they didn't take some creative director who is just from another brand or another. Yeah, they, um, they already know how to make lipstick yeah. and powder. And like, you know, they have great formulas in the Estee Lauder brands mm-hmm. of, you know, all the different brands they have. Yeah. If this is really more about like what's cool right now. And I think I don't really know a brand who acts as an aggregator for that. You know, mm-hmm. like every brand's kind of beating their own drum and like talking about their founder. No one's talking about what's happening in the culture in the same way that paper is. Yeah. Or now back to Mac yeah, being. Exactly. I think it was an interesting decision. Yeah. I, I'd love to know the backstory to that. But um, this is more just an FYI. And so if you see changes at the Mac store, you know who's responsible. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's bated breath. <laughs> 
Jen, I was reading the Times the other day. Mm, as one does, as you do. <laughs> yes. And the style section had a great story. It was called Plastic Surgery in the Secret World of Instagram Dolls. And I, I wasn't quite sure what a doll was, but they had this big like holding image of Lil' Kim, who I didn't even realize was Lil' Kim. I yeah. know that she's she's gone down the plastic surgery hole, mm-hmm. but I mean, she looks totally, totally fake. I saw her recently. She opened for Christina Aguilera. And oh, guess did who she? Was behind, who was sitting behind me? Who? Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. It was the weirdest experience to watch Lil' Kim perform while Hillary Clinton is sitting behind you. Oh, I wonder if she's a fan of hardcore. Maybe. <laughs> I think they were there for Christina. So, Either way, <laughs> she is somebody who is proud of her plastic surgery. She's like living a look. Well, she calls herself a black Barbie dressed in Bulgari. I don't know if you know that. I did know that. But she's very doll-like. And the dolls that are very much kind of like Lil' Kim, they're cosmetic surgery patients who are out and proud, but so out and proud that they document their desires, their experiences, all of that on Instagram. And it's the for the benefit of... Other, it's not like for their friends and fam. It's for other perspective, other pers- perspective clients mm-hmm. and other patients who are going through the through the same thing. So almost, almost like a journal of all the work they've gotten done, exactly. and then even inspiration shots of the work they want to get done. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct about yeah. what a doll is, and there's like a little like, like no, the doll is the is the is the person who's had all the work from a particular doctor, right? Right. So you might be like, let's say you're really into. Um, I know you love Dr. Waldorf. I'm not suggesting to do this, but like Dr. Waldorf doll would be your handle. Oh, yeah. So because she's done like, all my work. Right. Okay. But it's not really for cosmetics, not, in, you know, injectables. It's more for surgery, too. No, it's inje- oh, injecta- injectables, too. Oh, okay. Surgery Heidi too. Waldorf. I'm your doll. Uh, it's, co- you know, it's mostly about cosmetic surgery. You're right. But the whole, th- the doll pages are kind of like inspiration boards and mood boards. And a lot of them have the, this they under this thing called an SX page. I think it seems stupid. I don't understand why it's called SX, but it's like a riff on RX. Mm-hmm. It's As just, in prescription. It's, yeah, it's too, yeah, it's too Surgery stupid and complicated. X. Yeah, well, internet lingo, so. Uh, and I'm still, I can barely keep up. But the thing that I find weird about it is that it's so, to me, like unaspirational, but I think that's kind of the point. They want to show you like, okay, my boobs are leaking on day four, or, you yeah. know, this doctor... F me, you know, it, it, it's like this educational system that exists on Instagram about surgery. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, actually, I am sure. I'm not, I'm not comfortable yeah, with it. Yeah, this is not the album of photos that would be sitting in the doctor's office. This is the real deal. The thing that I thought about when you sent me that link yeah. was where I usually look is like real self and those kind of yeah. forums. But those are moderated and people pay money to have ads on there. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting an unfiltered experience. And I just think it's just fascinating how Instagram has been co-opted for so many different, not only businesses, but ways to find information. Like, Completely. How would you even, like, who would you, where would you, probably on Reddit somewhere you could find all this. But now with this hashtag and this whole movement, you can sort of see it for yourself. And it's I think funny you mentioned I wasn't Reddit. even going to get into the fact that some of the work is a little bit much for me. So a lot of the work, yeah, is it's not your, you know, Upper East Side, Dr. Giacono, like Park <laughs> yeah. Avenue work. It's it's usually more aggressive procedures. Mm-hmm. And often um, I was just I, I was just looking for it. Um, I, I can't find it right now. But I saw this great example of somebody saying what you need to know before you have surgery abroad. A, not super comfortable with surgery abroad. Why are we going abroad? And two, it was like, you need to bring like these kind of pills, this kind of like, you know, this massager, like all, it's yeah. basically like DIY. You're, you're assuming the responsibility of the surgeon. Yeah, but really. I also think we can't assume that the American medical community gives the best surgery and has the best prices and all that. If you're going to do your research, is a place to start. But seriously, it's surgery. Do your research. Well, funny you say that. The American College of Surgeons in May actually put out guidelines because they know all this whole crazy social media like crowdsourcing crap is happening. And they weren't just slapping the wrists of the... Um, the, the patients, they were kind of, I say slapping the wrist, but giving a little bit of a warning to the doctors. And one of the things I loved from it was it was talking about how it's called patient education. This little section talks about how social media is, can be a valuable tool. And I hope that, you know, that's how I feel. I do think that, you know, sharing stories is interesting. But <laughs> they said, tweets do not constitute health advice. And <laughs> like this is reminder. not, right? And, I can't believe we have to remind people. No, but, but it's true. And then also, I'm a little, like I know I'm kind of veering off topic here, but I'm a little uncomfortable with how many doctors are 
so comfortable with using Instagram as an educational tool for you know, prospective clients. Meanwhile, when we go to these events with these doctors, literally there's a lawyer sitting in the room if we're talking about a prescription or surgery or whatever, oh, yeah. making sure that they don't veer off of exactly what the guidelines are for that particular drug and how it's used and whatever. And then you turn around and on social media, also I love that they said tweets. Yeah. Like they didn't it, know it's, that it's like... In, it's in quotes. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're just saying like but you also can't... also Instagram captions and blogs and Reddit and all that stuff. Um, that it's not vetted the way things are when they go through the official channels. Right, and there's some doctors, I'm not knocking doctors who have Instagram accounts. I think that this is the world we live in. And I think you can find great information. I follow a lot of doctors. But there are some that I feel like have jumped into this online conversation a little too enthusiastically. I'll tell you the truth. Shall remain, shall remain nameless. But a doctor once after, you know, we had a session, like just started snapping away, taking photos of me. And I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm not really confident. Is this for social media? And they said yes. And you Oh, know, wow. And, and, you know, I think I, I get photos after everything I do, but they keep it as like a history to see where oh, they yeah, like, I don't mean the medical photos. I oh, think they th weren't this, private. This they were like for, social media. Let's take a selfie. Yeah. And and in the guidelines um, and we can link to it. It's interesting. They say like you need to have written permission. You know, these this is no joke. So I think as just as consumers are getting a little bit more um, casual about procedures. Yeah, I think some doctors are, too. Um, yeah. Again, that's not a blanket statement, just some. Yeah. So dolls are out there to like start your learning process? I, I, or I even think just for no, amusement. Yeah, I think the dolls. Purely for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Have a have a look. We'll link to a couple of dolls. It's a wild world. And if you go to the doctor and they want to take pictures for their social, really think about it. Make sure there's something that you can sign. So I met with Zoe Foster Blake the other day. She's the creator behind Go To Skincare, Grow To Skincare, these mm -hmm. really cute kid products. She's also just like an OG beauty blogger when we still called them bloggers. <laughs> and we were talking about some of the mailings we get and the product packaging that's out there. And she's really trying to simplify and, and as many brands are. But she said, this was funny, she said, oh, I've told my manager um, I don't accept unsolicited mail. Well, first mm. I laughed because I was like, oh, let me tell my manager. Yeah. I don't. But what are they right? Like return to sender? Yeah, apparently, because as an influencer, and this happens to beauty editors as well, you often get sent samples that you did not ask for. And many of them come in crazy, like fancy packages that you're supposed yeah. to do opening so people see it. And honestly, we do rely on a lot of these mailings to help us learn about products that we're not able to buy or weren't able to try in person. But at a certain point, if it's not just a product simply being sent, and even then there's so many, like, do I need all this excess stuff? Um, that slides into another thing because, you know, we could easily end up talking about the environmental aspect of all these packages yeah. for the whole time. Um, so just like this should be under the umbrella of like, and this is absolutely, you know, horrific for the environment. But just in talking about the amount of stuff that is coming through, there are a lot of vloggers and, you know, YouTubers who are also talking about like, they're, they're just like editors. They get so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And is this like a backlash because of the environment thing or is this kind of an anti-consumerist backlash? And how the hell does the beauty industry, how are we supposed to respond to that when I'm going to put my hand up? I work for a company that relies on beauty advertising. So and you and you want to try new products and tell people about ones that are good. Right. So it's I'm trying to figure out how to reconcile it. But like you and I have spoken about this, you know, in private, just about it's crazy. You know, a lot of editors will show, you know, this is what came in the mail today. And like, this is a travesty. Yeah. I kind of am tempted to do that sometimes. But I also feel like I'm just telling you how I feel a little like, am I biting the hand that feeds me? Yeah, well, you would be, I think, if you're doing that. I think that some of these um, these people are also going, but they're just moving into the, what do they call it? The no-buy beauty. Yes, the, the no-buy mov movement. No-buy movement, which I also am like, Wait, so then what do we talk about? But then I realize it's like you could trade products with your friends or use what you have in different ways. Our job doesn't go away as people who help people deal with beauty products and make themselves feel better about themselves just because we're not telling you to buy something every day. That's true. It's like the food. It's like um, if you work for a food magazine, people always have to eat. So, you got it. You, know. you got it. Like or diet. Like, you know, like yeah. you're still like. There's still ways to help people use the products they already have, write about the entrepreneurs and the founders in the business without aggressively pushing. Like I remember when I was a junior baby editor mm -hmm. that like it was always at the end. It was like, try TK products. Yeah. I found myself lately when I'm writing being like, look for a product with salicylic acid. 
And then maybe I wouldn't say, try TK Brands product with salicylic acid. Just to be like, maybe you have something with salicylic acid already in your um, cabinet. I don't think I was doing it um, objectively, but I have seen, felt myself moving in that vein. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm part of that a little bit. Well, I I think, yeah, I mean, it's gotten to a point where, you know, 10 years ago, going back like a while, there were not this, there wasn't this aggressive launch schedule yeah. where we're seeing, you know, from brands like, oh, this is our, like, you know, passion fruit collection. This is our holiday sugar plum, like, you know, sprinkle, whatever. <laughs> like, like it's, they're getting pressure yeah. from, and we've spoken about this before, from yeah. this, like, invisible hand and the direct to consumer brands and all the different brands i do think that's a bubble though and we've already seen it with color cosmetics just to bring in some like statistics like almost every big color cosmetics brand this year is down in sales in the last quarter are we in the last quarter now if we're talking business um are we yeah uh yeah uh, yeah, let's do some math <laughs> real quick. But and I think that might be part of this whole um, movement of feeling that we're seeing, which is just like a saturation and a like exhaustion of like, wait, it's can too we just much. Take a pause? It's too much. I actually, um, I got down to one caboodle and a bag and a makeup bag at home. Yeah, I, I, I want to see a picture of that. Can you put it I'll on s- Instagram? Yes, I'll send you my I'll newly edited caboodle. I'm in a drawer, and I know some beauty editors that have like a closet at home. I was so. just talking about color cosmetics and not lipsticks, though. Lipsticks oh. have their own section. Oh well, I have to see both then. Okay, I'll. So I'll I've got all I'll of it both. in one large desk drawer. But I'm not saying if you want to try something new, you shouldn't. But also look at all those samples in that weird basket in your cabinet. Like whenever I go to my friend's house, yeah. I'm like, what is all this stuff? You, We should do a swap. You know, like those kind of yeah. things. It's yeah. a new way to to think about it. Um, it's just something that we think about as beauty editors. More people are also thinking about. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, 
quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there. When I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's it, good. Joanna Thompson's. Right, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. So I'm here with Chris Appleton, a celebrity hairstylist. I could just list who you've worked with forever, but let's say Jennifer Lopez, Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry. You're also the global creative director for Color Wow. And this guy knows how to take photos. I remember I took a (laughs) selfie with you. I looked so good in that selfie. Really? It's like the best picture of me and then you're in it. The thing is, with pictures, is it takes time to realize that you have angles and you have to get the right one. Well, you were frustrated with me and you were like, this, no, girl, stand here. We need the light. Yeah, you need the light. The lighting's important. Listen, my whole job is about like people being photographed. So you learn angles, you learn lighting. And honestly, the difference between good and bad lighting is night and day. Like it really is. So you obviously take that into yourself. I mean, I don't take it too seriously, but getting good light really does make a difference. All right. So no one will be frustrated with me if I have to like move around and hold up the phone until it looks good, right? I feel like you know you probably take you know like 20 shots to get one good one like because you got to get the right yeah. angle but you know what's made a difference about that is social media social media has made us all so much more like critical of ourselves you know we never just slam off well, we're all creative directors exactly now. exactly and, and i guess instagram has made everyone it's like their own portfolio you know yeah. everyone's showing the best of themselves but i don't take you too seriously i mean you know a picture is a picture but i think a lot i have a lot of people that want to take a picture as well so they're like can we take a picture and they would take it from like the bottom of my oh, chin yeah. or what well, you're you know, and they're like they go like that's my side and this is the lighting for me and I'm like okay I'll just stay here with the shadow <laughs> you wanted the picture yeah, of me yeah they're like this glowing radiant retouched self That's and I'm funny. like this dark shadowed it's not about but, you then no it's exactly about it's about them it's this about is, them this is funny this brings up so when I was doing research on you I have questions before we talk about hair I want yeah. to talk about you a little bit mm-hmm. And like you put your name into Google and the auto-populated questions are so hilarious. I had to just ask you three because apparently the internet wants to know. Okay. They were, is Chris Appleton married? How old is he? How tall is he? Yeah, I know the married one because it always says Chris Appleton and partner. I'm not married. I've never been married. I okay. want to get married. I, I'm such a romantic. I'm such a such a big romantic. I believe in, I believe in, you know, if possible sharing your life with someone and sharing your experiences because you know what this life is full of adventures and it's full of experiences and I think it's always nice when you can have that person you go home to and talk or you know cook dinner together or even just wake up in the morning say morning like I think it's nice to have that so I'm, I am quite a romantic but I'm also realistic that um Everything takes a lot of work. Every, you know, relationships yeah. take a lot of work, a lot of nurturing. Uh, you should get, and, fill in the Google question answer here. So when it drops down, it's like, is he married? This if is I'm, what they get. I'm not married, but if there's anyone, no. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I think I'd like to get married one day. Okay. I believe in it, for sure. Okay. I know a lot of people are very like, oh, marriage is like not happening anymore. But I, I'd, I'd get married, for sure. But the I right just, person, I think I only want to do it once. As, as it should be, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then 
how tall is Chris Appleton? Chris Appleton is six foot three. Okay, that's not as tall as I thought. <laughs> no, I mean maybe I'm six foot four. I don't, last time I checked, I was six foot three. All right, I've no. not been. I've not been. Um, I've not been measured in a long time. Okay, let's hope you're not shrinking. What's the other question? How old are you? I'm 36. Oh, okay. You're willing to answer. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chris, I don't know if they Google the my age. Um, okay. The other thing we do, this is not Google doesn't want to know this, but Jess and I always want to know this about people. A couple quick questions. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mm, I really like, like in LA, we have an ice cream place called Salt and Straw and they have like these really creative, crazy flavors. Um, but if I was just going for like a classic ice cream, I probably, and it sounds a bit weird, but I like coconut. Coconut. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. It's very like. LA of you. Yeah, coconut or something with nuts. I like like nuttish ice cream. Nutty ice cream. Nuts. N- nuttish ice cream. Nutty ice cream. Okay, pet peeve in any part of your life, whatever it is, what annoys mm, you? Probably What do I ha- um oh my god, is this meant to like be what good? would your assistant be like, oh it's this? He I don't like passive do aggressive people. I much prefer if someone, I don't know if it's because I'm English, but I think I'm very to the point, say what I see. Um, I'm more open than I think like my Instagram shows. A lot of people say, oh, from your Instagram, we were like, you seem very serious or, or unapproachable. But in actual fact, in real life, you're very humble and like you're very, you like to have fun. And I don't always show that on my social media because sometimes it's hard to express that, you know. But um, I think passive aggressive for me is just a, not a great trait. I'd like to, I'd like to know where I stand. You know, okay. and if it's a no, I want to know it's a no. If it's a yes, then I want to know it's a yes. And it if it's something I need to work on, I also want to know that. It would really help a lot of our photo shoots go a lot faster oh, if everybody sure. abided by that rule. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity? I don't really have one. Uh, All right, somebody whose hair crush. you want to do that you have not done yet. I, I get asked that a lot. And I'm obviously, like, I've been lucky enough to work with some of the most famous women in the world you know and like that kind of ticked a lot of my boxes of who I wanted to work with like JLo and Kim and Ariana and Katy Perry um I think Zendaya's really good I really like her vibe right now I just watched that Euphoria and she was doing the Tommy show and like I love her like big wild hair and she's like she likes to do a look which I like and she seems to commit to it so I think she would be really good fun to work with that's a good one yeah okay and last thing before we talk about hair most embarrassing song on your playlist God, there's a lot. I would never put my playlist on. You know, some people are like, oh, I'll play my music. You know, honestly, I'd I'm, be too I would embarrassed. Never do that. And I'd be like, oh, because also, you know, when my mom like got an iPhone, she logged into like my account, iTunes or whatever it was, because she didn't have one. Uh-huh. So she, I downloaded music for her. So I kind of had all that as well. So there's oh, like yeah. some. It's your mom's music, right, Chris? Oh, there's a mixture of everything on there. I mean. <laughs> that's what you can say when it's like, that's it, not my song. It's random. As, it's really random. It's not cool. Um, do you listen to the girls whose hair you do? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, once you've been on a music video and you've heard it, you know, hundreds of times, you probably can't help but know every word and sing to it um you know like i did what did we do recently katie perry's um never really over and it's just one of those you know you just catch you just keep singing it and um yeah i don't yeah i do i do i listen to a lot of the chart stuff um i like fitness music as well like i work out a lot so i like to put a put a like a playlist on like a fitness playlist okay you ready to talk about hair yes i am let's go for it yeah Okay, first of all, how did you even get your start in hair? How did you become a hairstylist? Um, I think my start in hair was really at a young age. Um, I'm in this real reflective time right now. Like a lot of people ask me about my journey and I guess you forget how long the journey's been, you know, and I've been doing this job probably since I was like nine. I was fascinated by hair. It wasn't a job at nine. Well, the interest in um, hair, should I say, you know, the kind of the visual side of it. I remember I used to do my mum's hair like nine years old and I'd want to make her look like like a Hollywood movie star. Like I wanted to make her look glamorous because she wasn't and she was, you know, she had five kids and she was a working mom. and I realized when I did her hair and I'd say, okay, mom, look in the mirror. I realized that she'd stand up and look a bit taller and she would um, just feel herself for a minute. And I realized like you could make people smile and make people feel good. And I realized then the power of like transformation, how you can make people forget about their, how they feel about themselves or any negative stuff. Or, you know, you had this ability to make people look great, which was good, but also feel amazing. 
Um, and I got my first job in a salon at the age of 13 because my mom, you know, she knew I loved doing hair. And she said, you know, why don't you get a job doing this? You know, you really like it, a bit of extra money. Were you just sweeping up strands? Or yeah, you... yeah, sweeping up, picking up. What was the salon? Do you remember? Um, yeah, it was a hair salon in Leicester called Remy's. <laughs> and it was like the best one. Um, and I remember standing there on my first day and I was watching people come in. And then the way they would walk out, you know, with their shoulders back and their hair bouncing. And I remember standing there looking at someone like doing hair. And I remember thinking, this is what I want to do. This is for me. Mm-hmm. I love this. I really felt like I was in my place. And I worked really hard in the salon. And then from the salon, I qualified, you know, kind of got to the top of the salon. And then from that, I wanted to do more like photo shoots. So we started doing photo shoots. And then some of that was like industry magazine, mm-hmm. like covers. We did that. And then I did industry awards, like hairdressing awards, where you put together a photographic session um and i won some awards then and from that did I you went ever do one, those ones where you go up on stage and you do the hair on stage in front of an audience yeah i did listen i've done it all okay. i didn't i didn't walk to hollywood you know i i really have done every type of hair from fashion week to you know tv to you know regular clients to color degrees to you know vadao sassoon education and every type of sort of hair I could learn I did extensions wigs you name it I was just fascinated by it I wanted to learn it I wanted to know that I could do that craft I never wanted to get a phone call and not be able to do it you're like oh my finger waves are not up to point today always exactly and then I moved to LA three years ago and it kind of just I guess everything I knew and all my knowledge just kind of came together at the right place in the right time and I worked with the right people and I had the ability to do what I needed to do, yeah. you know, and I kind of, I guess I got noticed because I was changing things up, you know, and kind of like not afraid to do that. Um, because I've always, I've always loved that. I've always loved like the power of transformation. And I don't think I'm really like a wavy hair kind of guy. You know, oh I mean, I God. like to do can something just, different. Please, can I ask my next question? And this is why we're psychic buddies. Mm-hmm. It is, you're not afraid of a look. Like you don't just do effortless beachy hair. <laughs> that's what I, my next question was to you. What do you think that's about that? Like, why are you so excited not just making her look like every day? And follow-up question, does that work for real women? Like, do you want us to have an Ariana Grande ponytail or like a Kim super sleek bob? Can we pull that off? I mean, you know, I think on my Instagram, everyone's really positive. Like, I generally have like a very positive response from the work I do. And I remember recently someone wrote a comment. She said, okay, well, if you've not got money and you've not got wigs and you've not got um, hair color and you've not got an assistant to help you've not got this what hairstyle shall I have and for a joke I wrote back a ponytail because she was pretty negative and like I said I don't like that passive aggressive stuff but I mean honestly I did this job to make people feel and look good I did it in a salon it doesn't matter if I'm doing Mrs. Jones that came in every week I treated her the same way that I do JLo I wanted to just spend time with them getting them to know their most I guess alter ego or you know what they'd always wanted to do or their dream hair and I try and help them achieve some of that now that doesn't mean that like you have to have a 20 inch ponytail that was just that's whoever you're working on and that's if you're a pop star you have a bigger visual vibe maybe that you want to put out there or you're you're, you're, you know whereas if you it, it doesn't matter if I'm just doing straight hair I want it to be the straightest and shiniest like it's just my natural thing of wanting to make it to to be the best it can be mm-hmm. um, so I, I think for real women it's just about I, I mean I was just on the Today Show yesterday I was on the Rachel Ray Show this morning giving real women with real stories makeovers and it, and they literally feel the same that I do when I do you know celebrities they what was the most tears and I mean I'm not saying celebrities did you but, chop off some hair did you get crazy yeah, what like, was the biggest transformation you did a girl came in with hair down her back oh, she, she had long of, hair she had very long hair very thick hair and um, she was a widow she had a whole makeover and I cut her hair off short into this kind of swishy sexy bob and she was just crying she was in tears you know she was so ecstatic and she knew as well once in working with me that she would be have the confidence to do something different whereas i think sometimes why people don't change is because they might go to a salon and say you know what do you think and they might go well do you want to just trim it and i never wanted to be that person in the salon i remember people would be like just to trim and i would never say just to trim because if someone came up to me and went just to trim i'd be like okay yeah whereas if someone sat down with me and went you know how do you feel about your hair and I'm like, well, i like it you know how do you feel like as it's grown 
grown? Are you enjoying it longer? Did you prefer it when it was shorter? What about when you were blonde? Like, did was that something you you like? Or you know, and I might say, well, you, have you to know, ask actually, questions. yeah, I, I actually, you know, I do want to grow it, but I, I kind of feel like it doesn't look as cool. And you know, I just get into a story and okay, well, what about if we keep the length here but take it short? You know, I'd kind of want to evolve it, and and I'd always want to know that what I was doing was different to the person next to me and more attentive and I think it wasn't just a job for me it was really just a passion and I wanted to just I mean I would always have like there's probably six people in the salon all my appointments would run late you know they'd be everywhere because I'd be they weren't booked in for colour but I'd be doing a colour or I'd be adding extensions or I'd just be you know making them feel good wait so do you sit down so Kim comes to your chair and Mm. do you have this whole conversation with her she knows more what she wants like you no. just gave her a bob, right? No, not at all. I mean, it's always changing um, and evolving and it would just be, you know, we'll text each other and I'll say, oh, this is cute. You know, if I see something I like or a vibe or, you know, there's like, there's, being a celebrity is different because, you know, you have a photo shoot or you'll have a red carpet or you'll have a cover of a magazine and sometimes yeah. you're not playing yourself. You're playing a, a, a persona like, a you know, if you're doing the cover of a magazine, there might be a whole vibe, mm-hmm. you know, or if you're doing um, a photo shoot, there's usually... They're making you up to be something, you mm-hmm. know, or or, or or taking it away and stripping it back. There's usually something, you know, they want to create an image, a look, you know, yeah. a look. And, you know, if it was just them looking regular, I guess people are not going to buy magazines. Well, people on, want to be shocked. Yeah. On that note, you're kind of known, or I think you must be, for using wigs because a lot of the clients that you work with, their hair changes from day to next day. How did that like, how many wigs do you have, first of all? Because would you come with, like, a whole trunk full of stuff just in case they want a platinum Yeah, bob? I mean, I have a lot of suitcases of... No, I mean, it, I always carry hair extensions, depending on what the client is, and I always have options. But sometimes, I guess, it's like I don't even have options, and then I need to find the option. Like, I did a music video with J-Lo, and the producer and the director wanted all of the hair looks to be black and white. So there was all different wigs and different hair pieces. It was all black and white. So I spent all of the budget on black and white hair um i what does that mean like the color black yeah, and white black and oh white hair. Okay, sorry so it was graphic. like a very graphic video okay and then jen turned up and she said oh i love these this is cool this is cool this hair look looks good like the wigs and stuff but i don't want to do it in black and white i want to do it in my color and so like out of nowhere <laughs> i had to make things happen in her color did you so, dye the white ones what'd you do no i did like I, I did color stuff and I, I i i had some old pieces that i had to make just happen within you know something i'd spent a week on i had to make it happen in you know 20 minutes and you just visually you're crafting something you're like visually figuring out what the look needs to be so i think that i guess that uh, that's why i do what i do and I can do it because I'm not really afraid of that challenge, you know. What kind I, of- I, I, I wouldn't ever turn around and say, in fact, I was going to do the Today Show the other day. So we had uh, free makeovers to do and they were like taking me up. I had to do a rehearsal. And then by the time I came down and one of the models didn't want to cut hair, it was just a lot of backwards and forwards. And then they were like, Chris, you're on in 15 minutes. And I hadn't done the last makeover. I hadn't cut a hair. You hadn't even cut hadn't her even hair. hadn't started because <gasps> I was doing the other girls and we were backwards and forwards. And it was live TV. And I was like, I, some people possibly would have said, like, I can't do it. But I knew I just had to. And I think probably I went well under pressure. <laughs> no, I cut all the hair off and I put wax on. I couldn't even style it, but I just, like, waxed it and just made it look cool. And it was probably one of the mo- their favorite looks. Um, oh, good. But, Did you know, she like it? This is real women, real transformations. Loved it. Yeah, literally okay, loved good. it. But it's not all about sitting in a chair for hours. You know, it's... I think it's just about having a slightly different approach to it. Yeah. So you, what's your brand of hair? Do you stay loyal to like one type of hair or you'll buy anything and try anything? Um, brand of hair. I, I like working with a lot of different kind of hair types. Um, I use Glam Seamless hair extensions a lot. They're great in terms of quality, in mm-hmm. terms of like density and color options. I use Helena wigs in New York. She's good for oh, like wigs. Yeah. Um, I mean, Have every, you ever made your I, own wig? Um, yeah, all, okay. all the time, yeah. all the time. I mean, only very, wigs, you know, I used to do like cancer patients in the salon and I think I realized how I needed to transform a wig or a base of a wig into something that was really like realistic mm-hmm. and something that made people feel good because there was always this kind of very wig vibe about a wig it was very wiggy yeah. it was like oh they got a wig on you yeah. know it was like a hat almost so I you know I'd add a root and I'd pluck the hairline and 
I think there's always a lot of tweaking to do these wigs. You know, they come, they usually come with way too much hair and they're the wrong color. Um, you know, and it's about kind of reducing the volume, shaping it, making it sort of crafting it and sculpting it to the head so it looks and falls like their own hair would. Yeah. Um, adding details like hairlines and thinning hairlines and adding color to make it look more natural. So wigs like really are their own. You pluck hairs craft. out of a wig? Yeah. Wow. Just with like tweezers. Cool. Um, okay, so let's talk about ponytails too. Mm-hmm. What? Why, when I put a ponytail in, do I just look like a girl that just got out of the gym? Because you... The, <laughs> you got an it, answer right listen, away. It, I know exactly why, and I get asked this a lot. It's all um, placement. It's all about where you place the ponytail. So I'm for, going high, like Ariana high. Yeah, but it's the snatch. It's the way you do it. So for me, when I'm sculpting the hair back, I'll use product to enable me to like manipulate the hair into like a fabric. So it's more like we call it laid it's like really clean and snatched in the way it's pulled so if you just take a regular hairbrush and your hair's fluffy and you just kind of pull it in a ponytail it's gonna look that way but i will you know blow dry the hair in the direction of the ponytail so all those hairs are going back in that right direction so it lays nice and close to the head and there's no lumps and bumps the way i tie it is i tie it quite tight with like a bungee cord so it really holds in place and i'll just make sure the placement is perfect so maybe i'll follow the eye line or the cheekbone or the jaw depending on where the placement needs to be mm-hmm. i'll usually follow a feature on the place uh, on the face because that makes a big difference to kind of like the, dr- the dramaticness of oh, it oh like so if we were doing like eyeliner and you were doing a cat eye flick, you follow you're that you're doing like that flick uh-huh. on the back yeah. Yeah, and also just using product to really lay it down and make it clean, you know, a nice clean ponytail. And sometimes if your ponytail looks sad, what I do is I put a second elastic above the base of it. So like an inch higher, I tie a second one and put that down and that gives it more like volume. Yeah. And makes it look a bit more dramatic. You were talking about hairline. I read somewhere that Kim got her uh, hairline lasered and she regrets it. Oh, really? Have you seen other people that have gotten their hairline? You know how we all have those baby hairs and they're hard to get them like slicked back? I think um, no one has a perfect hairline. I think a lot of people have like thinning hair or they have What's like... Product to get those little babies to lay down. Uh, I usually just use a toothbrush and maybe just some oh. hairspray, just to like. I, I don't necessarily lay them down. I just shape them or like tame them, or you just like a little bit of hairspray on a toothbrush is a great trick. That's what does it. Okay, I gotta try that. Okay, so if we pulled out your kit right now, or your trunks and trunks of kits that you traveled with, what would surprise me in it? Like, what is it? Why is that in a hairstylist kit? Um, anything you can imagine that you've used in hair, and I would be like, huh? Just like hair? you know, obviously every size curling iron, flattening iron, so, hair dryer, every size pin. No weird glue or anything like the that. Glues, wig glues, hair extension glues, um, scissors, accessories. You know, like accessories would be like you know different ropes, different fabrics. You know, if you want to accessorize hair hoops. Yeah. Um, extensions, um, brushes, every type of brush, every type of extension. You're not surprising me. I, I, I a couple would of wigs this. would be in there. Um, what about for you personally? You travel a ton. Like, how do you stay sane? You're bi-coastal practically. You're global. Yeah. What do you travel with to keep you like comfortable? Um, I've learned to sleep on planes, <laughs> which I got skill. good at. Not everyone can sleep. I love a good plane ride because at least then you're up and away, you know, and I don't like short plane journeys because I'm like, oh, the other day I literally had one hour sleep because we went to, it was fashion week and I don't normally go out, but I went to the Icons party, the Hopper's Icons party. It was really good fun. It was nice just to, to see everyone. I'd been invited. Did you see Jess? And obviously she's not here because she's sick, but she's the beauty director. I did. There. And... Little redhead in a leopard dress. No, it would have been nice to see her. Who are but... you there with? Someone super famous? No, I actually just got invited my, by myself to go. And it, obviously, I saw a lot of people there that I knew. But um, I left and then I thought, oh, I'm flying to Miami. It's cool. It's like a six-hour flight. And so I got to the airport and I only had one hour sleep because it was a ridiculous call. Like, I think my flight was at five in the morning. Mm. And um, I checked in. And I said, oh, how long is the flight? And he said, oh, it was an hour and a half or something like that. I said, oh, my God. I was going to say, it's not six hours to Miami from New York. It's because it's from L.A. I'm used to going from oh, L.A. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was So I had to... Um, you can't do oh, anything. Oh, I just had to get it. I mean, I had to land and go to work. But it's just what you have to do. You have to roll. I try and sleep when I can. I try and take good care of myself in terms of going to the gym. I try. I think that's really important for me to eat well, um, sleep and eat. eat do you have well any like good. supplements that keep you straight or anything like that? I'm not into supplements because I just I'm not a regular. Like I would probably take it for a week and then forget or lose it. I mean, <laughs> I'm still struggling to keep a pair of iPods. I'm I'm on like my six one and I keep losing I don't know where they keep going I'm just like I, there's always so much going on yeah. that unless it's like absolutely necessary and I'm seeing a huge difference I, I also have this weird thing about supplements as well I don't want to rely on stuff like I think if I have a good healthy diet I do try and eat well 
Um, and if I work out and if I sleep well and drink a lot of water, then I usually feel like I'm pretty good. Okay. But um, I, have, I have took them before in the past. I do sometimes like, you know, like those vitamin drips. Mm-hmm. They're really good if I'm like super run down. Oh, like I'm vitamin fried. B to like yeah. pep you up. I, I don't know if they work, but in my head I'm, it's working. And they usually... <laughs> sometimes like I've been literally like worked, you know, flight after flight after flight. And I, it can make you sick after a while. You know what I mean? Like after a while, it really can get you. And obviously, like I don't ever want to be low in energy or motivation because my job is to, you know, make people feel good. So I want to try and keep that good energy. Yeah. Um. So sometimes like a little drip is good. But <laughs> I think food for me is really important. If I get down the sugar thing, if I start eating a lot of sugar, yeah, I can eat really bad. And if I start getting into that... It doesn't. It's not good for me because then I drink a lot of coffee, and then I yeah. And do you know what? I really feel like they have to get better with, you know, you go outside of Los Angeles, and it's actually really hard just to eat well. Like you'll go to, I'll be looking around the airport for something healthy to eat, and even if you find a salad, it's the nastiest, like some dry old lettuce with some nasty chicken, and it's usually covered in sauce, and it's like so. But I'm like, I think a lot of people would like a healthy option. Yeah, no, no, agree. But it's either like a burger or, I I don't know, I struggle with that a little bit. I pack my hands on But I'm I'm fussy, I do, I'm fussy, but I've always been fussy about food. I just like clean-ish food. Got it. You know? Okay, let's talk about Color Wow a little bit. So you're the global creative director. Yeah. What does that even mean? Uh, it just means you be you? I use their products and I really like them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't how know did you get it, inv- it sounds an impressive title. But no, how did you get involved with them? I, I think imagine- it was an organic yeah. process because we I use their products anyway. And I think they, you know, noticed me using them and, you know, I really liked them. Um, I, actually, Gail, who She's the owner, is right? the owner mm-hmm. of Gail Federici. Gail Federici was the man that made John Frieda, John Frieda. So she knows her stuff. She's worked with all the different hairdressers. She also knows her products. Um, and she approached me and we had a conversation. And I think she, I was possibly the first. I mean, she says I was the first person that she sort of stopped and looked at for a long time. She liked my work. She liked my aesthetic. Um, she liked the way I used product and the way I kind of would layer it on the hair to create like, a, you know, like the glass hair or like a fabric texture or, you know, like how I'd use product to manipulate the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just felt very organic. And we we started working together and it, we, we just continued, you know, it was working with great products. And I think we have a very organic relationship. Yeah. So the thing that strikes me about that brand she was always big on it's silicone free. And she's like, it's not bad silicone, but we decided to be silicone free. What's your take on silicone? So the problem is one of the things that I get regularly asked by women is like my hair is is thinner. It's thinner than it used to be. It's not as full. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't feel as dense. You know, so people with aging usually find their hair is going thinner. What we've seen is since we started putting silicones and sulfates and all of these kind of conditioning properties into shampoos, with that, alongside that, we've seen an increase in hair loss. So these silicones are not only dulling the hair, but they're also sitting on the scalp and they're kind of um, preventing hair growth because they're kind of suffocating the hair Is this just like scalp. anecdotal? Like as I came up in the, in the last decade, this has been happening. More silicone, more hair I think loss. More, I think the more shit... Sorry, I shouldn't swear. No, the you more, can absolutely swear. The more stuff we put in shampoos... We, I mean, listen, Gail knows because Gail did John Frieda. She did frizzies. Well, that's she like 100% She put the shit in silicone. the product. So she put, I shouldn't say shit. The I, stuff. <laughs> the, she put the silicones in the product. She was one of the first because it does make your hair shiny. It does make yeah. it glossy. Like even as a kid, I remember that. But as anything happened, you know, over time, we realized that there was also this increase in hair loss. And when you look at what the silicone was doing to the scalp under a microscope, it's like strangling the hair and the hair can't grow through the follicle. Like it's getting a clogged up pore. Exactly. And then it's also weighing the actual hair down and making it go Yeah, do you find a difference when you switch people over to silicone-free products? 100%. The hair's just shinier and lighter. It bounces and moves more. Is there like a grow up, that period where I feel like your hair doesn't look good for a little bit before it like gets back to its normal thing. Every time I try a silicone-free product, oh, I really? feel like my hair is really dry. Yeah, I mean, maybe because you're used to like putting the silicones in, Probably. you've kind of got that false sense of security. You know when like when people go natural deodorant and they're really smelly for a yeah. while until they like get into the oh, natural. I don't know. Phase? I've never used natural deodorant. I probably should, but um, I I feel like 
No, I, don't. I usually feel like if I right do away. if I do the dream clean the dream filter, um, which is a product from Colorado that you spray on your hair and it removes all the metallic salts and minerals in your hair before you wash it, and then shampoo it in the Colorado shampoo and conditioner. The hair usually after is so much brighter and more sparkly, and the colour is more radiant. So I think there's a method to doing it, mm-hmm. um, and obviously you need to kind of get away from the silicone and give it a, a chance to remove off the hair. Um, Wait, if but I it's use almost dr- like using I don't know I, when I think of it as food, it's almost like going organic. It's like you know, it's just not got all the nasty stuff in it, you know. Yeah, this dream filter product though, like what if you have your hair? Obviously, it's for colored hair products. How come? How do you know it's not going to take out like all my expensive highlights I just put in? No, it's not just for color; it's for all hair. So you, if your hair is natural as well, it won't remove the color. It's just designed to remove the uh, the metallic salts, the um, minerals, all of the like stuff. Like what that's cities in water. are people? Have you noticed? Like, oh, when I work in London, like everybody's got that shit in their hair. Or when I work in a certain city, I or think is it it's everywhere. All, I think all you know, Los Angeles, LA. Um, New York, hmm. London. I think all of this, you know, we're living these polluted and there's stuff in the water. There's like metallic salts and um, stuff from the pipes and things. Yeah, you know, it's not as pure as you'd want it to be. And I even, you know, you, I can especially notice it with blondes because obviously when someone's white, the color was. I noticed it was changing over a period of time. Even my hair, it starts off white. And it slowly gets like dingier and dingier and dingier and like a bit more yellowy and a bit more. It's not My just the tones removed. Yeah. It's just the fact that like it's it's almost like being in a smoky room. It stains the hair. Like these mm. metallic salts and stuff stain the hair. So it's really good to remove it. And you see a visual difference. Not only does it look brighter, it's, it's bouncy. It has lighter because it's not been weighed down by the silicone. I should try that on my Yeah, it's hair. really good. We should definitely try it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, let's talk about other beauty products you like besides hair stuff. Okay. You've got nice skin. No, really? Are you into skincare products? Yeah. I mean, I use, I do use a lot. I did, have you seen my Harper's Bazaar video? With Jenna. You. That was my um, no. What's your hair Harper's closet? Video? I'll allow Have you not it. seen Tell my me. beauty? Oh, oh my god! god I'm you guys sorry. No, I'm sure Jess has. She works at Harper's I Bazaar. I want to Google it now. I want to show you to remind yourself what products you use. Um, it's um, basically everything. And my whole nighttime routine. So if you guys want to see how I get ready, then go to Harper's Bazaar. No, okay, tell me. All right, so what's um, in your bag right now that you packed for New York that you literally can't live without skincare products? Okay, so I'm 36. I've realized that, like, you need to look after your skin. Um, I think when I was younger, I used to tan a lot. I'm, I'm British, obviously, and I moved to Los Angeles. And I was always that kid that didn't want to use sunscreen because I thought it wouldn't give you a tan. So for kids listening to this, <laughs> you have to use sunscreen because it does give you a tan <laughs> and uh, you just damage your skin without it. And I, I just feel like since I've moved to Los Angeles, I've probably been a lot more aware of what the sun can do. Just living in the sun every day, how much yeah. it can really do age you- your skin. I didn't realize. Well, it wasn't until I had a facial or something and I said, oh, what's my skin? And usually they're like, oh, it's good. You've got good skin. And she said, oh, there is some sun damage. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she said, well, do you put sunscreen on? I said, well, when I go on the beach. She said, yeah, but you have to wear it every day. Yes, and I said, really? And she said, yeah. So I've started to do that now. And I have noticed a difference for sure. What sunscreen do you wear? It's this product that I don't know the name of. But nice. I use the IS <laughs> Clinical like oh, yeah. range, which I really like that stuff. So it's like a vitamin C. Um, that I put on my face. I love vitamin C stuff because it makes your skin brighter and look healthier and juicier. And I use their eye cream and their moisturizer. Um, I use the... Oh, I want to tell you what it is. It's like a it's like a moisturizer, but it's actually tinted, which is nice. It gives your skin like a little glow, but mm-hmm. it has like a factor 50 in it. Um, I'll find out the name. Not um, an is IS clinical or is clinical. I never know what that no, is. No, it's not that one. But for facial wash, um, I'll find out because it's on my stories why I'm talking now. I'll look at my stories now. Okay. Um, for my facial wash, I use actually like a medicated one because I get um, pimples like in, the, in my beards and stuff. Um, and it, it kind of makes me break out. So oh, I use yeah. like a medicated one. But you know what did make a difference is, you know, those sonic brush things? What yeah, they... like a Clarisonic kind Clarisonic, of that's really helped keeping my skin clean. I've heard that from other guys because... And bright as well. Like it brightens my skin. So you use it not just where your beard is because you got a little no, bit No, I of use scruff. it all over. You yeah, I use it all over. But especially in my beard because I think for guys... Um, you get like a build up, but any even girls like wearing makeup and stuff. That stuff sits on your face for ages. It builds up, so it's good to like Got clear it. it off and make it nice and fresh. Are you still looking, looking for your cleanser? For, oh, okay, this is it. No, it's <laughs> it's this one. It's called Elta. E L T A M D. Yeah, Elta M D. Yeah, Elta M D. Let me see. It's on the side. It's like a tinted and sunscreen. Yeah, UV daily um, SPF forty, but it's sheer and lightweight. Transparent, zinc oxidized, UVA, UVB <laughs> He's reading protection. the box. I'm literally reading the it's on my You're story. doing a great job. Well, I don't normally post stuff, but I was just really impressed with it. I also like Drunk Elephant. They do some. They do great range. Um, 
What a, I love like, you know, like a rose water. Sometimes if I just want to like feel chill, if I've had a really yeah. crazy day, if I've got to have a hot shower and I'll put like, you know, use eye cream because they tell me to and I'll use a moisturizer because they tell me to. But I actually really enjoy just spraying the, 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 the rose water. for you. Um, it's not for after. them. <laughs> just makes me feel like I'm like, peaceful and relaxed you know it's like oh that's nice okay then last question about peaceful and relaxing fragrance what fragrance do you wear are you a fragrance oh, guy yeah and i don't remember what it's called. It's my bag my bag's out there um i it's cool it's it's um like a japanese brand and it's from barney's oh. and it's like a black ink and i can't remember what it's called it's called new new tour or something it's a oh you're loyal to one fragrance it's just become my kind of thing you yeah. know, people recognize my scent. I now. actually was going to say you have a distinctive yeah, scent. Yeah, I, I just like it. And God help me, like when I try and get a new scent, it's so hard. It, I hate it. <laughs> like, because yeah. you spray them on you and they smell nice, and then they change. They absolutely do. I you feel like they change it. with your like your chemistry, chemistry and your chemical. Yeah, for sure. So I found this one, and it's just really cute. I like it um, a lot. In fact, my son started using it. I have a daughter and a son. I was um, my my son's actually older. He's fifteen. Uh, sorry, sixteen. And my oh no, 14. he's entering Cologne World. Well, he came over for the summer, and like I noticed in his wash bag, he had it, and I think he obviously just liked the way it smelled. Uh huh. He said, "Can you buy me some?" I said, "Yeah, of course." I think signature scent is nice. I think it's nice to have a signature scent. Well, some he, people like to chop and change, which is cute as well. I, I mean, I just like my vibe. Yeah, you got to teach him the good stuff, so he's not like using some weird body spray that smells yeah. stinky. I feel like I've always pretty much stuff on my skin like I've always moisturized it which I'm glad um I think it does make a difference yeah. and you know working with people like JLo and stuff and I see how amazing does she, she sleep looks. in a hyperbaric chamber I've heard that no, from people come on that's true no. she doesn't she sleeps in a bed I've seen the bed <laughs> um she eats well upkeep. she drinks a lot of water she works out um and I think a lot of it is mind as well she keeps a clear mind and I think when people I know this personally. When you carry stress, you can see it in your face. Mm. You know, if you're stressed, then I feel that you can see it. And I think equally, like going back to hair, like about looking people, looking at people and making them feel good and making them look good. Well, I think a big part of making people feel good is, you know, comfort. And like if I do a ponytail that's too tight, it doesn't matter how good it looks. If something hurts your head on a red carpet, you can see it in someone's face. If someone's in pain, you can see it in the pictures. Because mm -hmm. the way you hold yourself is different if you've got that burning pain of a ponytail. And I think generally if someone's sad, I don't know if you can just see it, mm -hmm. you know. So I think honestly. Is she a happy person? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, we, we, were all, we, all, we all work, we all have stress, we all have pressures. And I think it's actually about like clarity. And that's something I've worked on a lot recently as well. It's just trying to kind of like have more of a clarity be grateful and, and, and thankful for everything that's around me and the opportunities that I've had. And I'm really grateful for this journey I've been on. And sometimes it's overwhelming because I stop and I'm like, oh, wow, this is fun. Like, I've really achieved a lot. When we talk about it, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, that was good. And that was fun. But I think sometimes it's going so quick that you almost don't take it in. You know, like yesterday I was in LA, the day before that, that was in Miami, and the day before that I was in New York, and tomorrow I leave to Milan, and then I leave to Sweden, and then I go back to London, and then I fly to New York, and then I go back to LA. Like, the schedule gets crazy. And when yeah. you're on that kind of schedule, you're just very much in that moment. Like, I can't really think of next week yet. I've just got to kind of deal with today. Yeah. Um, but it's not until you kind of stop and you look back and you go, oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. You know, Take I, a I, moment and enjoy it, right? Yeah. And I'm really grateful for everyone I work with, and I'm really grateful for the opportunities that have come along and you know I'm, I'm thankful for my for my life I'm thankful for you know the people that are in it and the support I get yeah um, because you know it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter who you are everyone struggles sometimes everyone feels the pressure of life whether that's you know work stress or if it's relationship or if it's just something that's happened in your life like everyone feels it sometimes and i think it's it's good that you know we use platforms to talk and help people and and share that you know life is life for everyone it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're you know living in hollywood or if you're living in leicester where i'm originally from we all have different struggles and on different levels and i'm not i'm not trying to say some people's problems are bigger than others like i don't want to get into it everyone everyone has different experiences but i do think that you know having good people around you trying to be a good person and be grateful for the things in your life really helps you know to try and um you know, make you feel good about things, you know, looking at the good things in life. It's too easy to look at the bad things that go on. Okay, I could sit here and say, oh, my God, I'm on a plane. And, oh. But in actual fact, I look back, I said to my assistant before I came in, I rang her because she was talking about the schedule and she's like under a whirlwind. And I said, you know what? We're really, really like lucky to be able to do this, Michelle. And if I'm still saying that at 36, then 
That's a good thing. Yeah, know, I never want to take is. it for granted because I do feel very grateful. Well, we're grateful for you. Even, you. Thank you for making time for Fat Mascara. This was awesome. Thank My you pleasure. So I hope you guys like enjoyed it. If you guys ever want to know anything more, then please. Oh, we'll tell you. Times. I'm gonna I'm gonna email you and let you know what everybody said. Yeah, the you can truth. DM me on Instagram. Okay, that's better. Nobody uses email. Thanks, Chris. Does the people not use email anymore? Mm-hmm. You probably don't. Your assistant does. I tell my agent to text me. She's like, I've emailed you. I was like, can you just send it in a text? The email, I don't know why. There's something about email. I'm like, oh, so it's unimmediate. It's homework. I can read a text. long text, but the whole long email situation, it I'm just like, feels like homework. Very corporate. All right, I'll text you. Text me. DM okay. me. Okay. Chris Appleton one. Okay. That's my Instagram. Thank you. It's time to raise a wand. And I'm going to start. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing intro. Okay. Um, I really love a hair product. Why is that? It's time to raise a wand. I will start. If if that was our podcast, (laughs) no one (laughs) Did I lose you guys? Please come back. Okay. Um, So, you know the brand IGK? Of course. What does it stand for, by the way? Oh, yeah. Someone came on and told us this. Big kick. Big So, IGK, yeah, I should I should know what it stands for. But they have some really nice products. Um, I haven't used one in a little while, but I found this one in the closet, and I was like, ooh, this is nice. Okay, I don't love the name. It's called Mistress. Like, oh, they all have. There's like Trophy Wife, I think. I think that might be R and Co. All right. Well, this Wait, points out tro- our, no, our yeah. uh, beauty saturation. I can't yeah. keep up. It's this. There's so Tell much going mistress. on. Tell me about Mistress. Um, maybe Trophy Wife is. I'm so sorry, IGK, and I'm so sorry, R and Co. But Mistress is this hair balm, and it comes in a tube, and you really just need like I need just like maybe a nickel size amount, and I have a really thick long hair. Okay. And I smush it in my hands, and I've been running it through like the ends, and it just gives me separation and shine, but doesn't feel like super oily, but also doesn't feel like um, it has too much hold. And I like that you can use it on dry hair because I don't like style. I don't blow dry my hair. I miss you. I use like a little bit of product on the ends. On exactly. Dry hair. And I love when you talk about flat. a hair product because you so rarely. <laughs> I do. know. I just feel like a hair is so annoying. Um. No. I, just, I, can, I, I find it, I'm not good at doing my own hair. So I think I'm, inti- I, it's a category I'm intimidated by. I get it. But I like that you're showing your vulnerability. Yes. And it's $29, by the way. But I think you could probably easily have this for a year for at that. least. Okay, nice. Um, I'm going to raise a, sh- a wand to a shower product. Actually, I'm raising it in Eric's honor because I kid you not, I put this in the shower. I'm just going to say, he comes running out naked like he's still wet. The man does not know how to to use a towel. Now we're all picturing Eric naked right (laughs) now. Lovely. It's a great image. Anyway, (laughs) he like sometimes like will pat his chest with it and then just like be done drying off. Anyway, he's holding it in his hand as I'm already in bed. He cracks his door and he's like, I raise a wand to Nubian heritage. (laughs) Oh my God. With his schmeckle hanging out. (laughs) He sort of cracked the door. I didn't see the whole thing. All I could see was the product because I was like, what? <laughs> and then and then they like launched into his like here's why I should raise a I was like I'll raise a wand to it for you fine so Nubian Heritage makes um like a bath and body products and yeah. a lot of stuff and uh we've been using the lemongrass and tea tree shower gel I'm telling you a little is bit because it it's minty he likes it I don't know lemongrass is a fl- <laughs> is a is a popular scent in our household yeah yeah so yeah. I think it's part of that um no the tea tree doesn't give a tingle oh. if that's what you're thinking <laughs> there's a little bit but not like a menthol or a eucalyptus or mm-hmm. a, no, no. yeah yeah but but um, he uses a loofah and he's like, you just put like a nickel and it's so slippery. And then I used it to shave and I was like, he's not wrong. Like this gives a really good lather and the scent is just delightful, which is, I think, what he was raising. Oh, Eric, I'm so happy that you found a product you, you love using <laughs> that makes you bound be, out of the shower. Is he going to be mad at me? I don't know. Eric, we love you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please.